0: FM Talk, On Demand Audio.
1: Carrie Ingram is with me right now. She is the Director and the Fellow of the American Center for Transforming Education at the Discovery Institute in Seattle, and wrote a piece about classrooms and some of the craziness that's going on in classrooms. Carrie, how are you? Welcome to the Midwest. Is it raining in Seattle right now?
0: It is not. We actually (laughs) have a beautiful sunny day here. Uh, One of those rare days.
1: I've only been to Seattle a couple of times, but both times I've been there, it has been gloomy. I don't think I saw the sun. So you guys got that tag a little bit, right?
0: We do. It's, it's very true. Uh, once in a while, that sun will break through, and today we got a
1: gorgeous one. Well, that's good. It's it's not too bad. A little chilly. We had a great weather it's the chilly. first Yeah, It's chilly today, right, Sue? Uh, you know, we had such nice weather for the past I week. I know. Let's talk about the um, what you wrote about and some of the things you're concerned about. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart for a variety of reasons. It's certainly, um, you know, everything that's happened in education in the aftermath of the pandemic. There's there's lots to talk about, Carrie, as you know, because there's the loss of learning. There's the social issues. Uh, You point out some of the, you know, things that came out of the American Psychological Association where one-third of teachers surveyed reported they experienced one incident of verbal and or threatening violence from students during COVID. So some of this stuff is leading to safety issues as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, And it was just staggering to go on to quote uh, what the APA found was that 14% of teachers and 22% of school staff They cited physical violence from students towards them during COVID. And considering schools were closed for much of the period they're looking at, those percentages, they're just staggering to consider. And what we see is, you know, the pandemic obviously was detrimental to students and their development, their academic, the learning loss. Um, But it was so much more than that. And even when students returned into the classroom, They were forced to wear masks. They had to social distance from their peers. And these are children, children that need to see smiles. They need hugs. They need high fives. And that culture was changed when kids came back to school. And so we've got the teacher unions who had this prolonged school closure to really drive their political agendas, leverage their power at the expense of children. But once they came back, they just continued to isolate kids from one another um, you know that's a great point because impact,
1: yeah, you can make maybe you can make at least a partial case that at the beginning, you know if you want to go back three years from this very moment, right? This is the the week that everything' sort of shut down three years ago. If you want to go back to that first month or two when nobody knew exactly what we were encountering and you know it was confusing and there were people dying, et cetera, well, maybe a little leeway there. But as you get into the summer and you realize what's happening, and then you have school that is supposed to start in the fall, there were so many of these, you know, including my daughter's kindergarten, that said, nope, we're going to do you know e- remote learning. And then we got lucky in Missouri, Carrie, just because most of the districts, at least here in our state and in the immediate area, not all of them, they you know they got rid of the in-person learning relatively. Quickly, but they still kept the masks on and all these other things that were detrimental to the kids.
0: Absolutely. You know, and in other places around the country, those school closures, they spanned three academic years of keeping kids out of school, out of routine, out of normal interactions. Um, and what we see now, when those kids come back to school, um, there's some driving agendas that are fueling just significant implications on children. One of those would be critical race theory. And so even when schools were closed, the driving priority of teacher training was CRT. And then teachers quickly integrated that into student lessons, activities, even before schools opened. Well, when you're pitting students against one another solely based on their skin color and saying you're either an oppressor or you're oppressed, add in all these other factors. And we're bound to see students act out misbehavior, disrespect, violence. But what the schools are doing because of the teacher union's agendas, the lack of accountability, and just some of this woke ideology of this driving equity narrative, um, we're not going to provide consequences for students based upon their actions. We're not going to hold kids responsible. It's all about restorative justice, racial justice. Um, We're going to make sure that student outcomes for behavior for discipline are equal among races and what that means is when minority students act out teachers they can't discipline them they can't hold them accountable because they have these metrics that they have to meet and that does a disservice to the students who are the victims to those teachers but ultimately it does a disservice to that student who's being handicapped for life by failure to learn basic responsibility accountability Uh, That's going to carry through the rest of their
1: life. Carrie Ingram is with us. She's the director and a fellow at the American Center for Transforming Education in Seattle at the Discovery Institute. One of the concerns that I have on all of this, would love your opinion. I spoke with Lance Izumi last night on some of the same topics relating to CRT. He and some co-authors have a book out. And for those people who are paying attention, you know about all these incidents, maybe not all of them, but a good portion of the incidents that have occurred around the country from Virginia to um, to California when it comes to the woke indoctrination. And you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot to kind of pull out and expose there. Parents who've gotten involved showing up at, at meetings, they know what's going on. But for the most part, if we're being honest, a lot of that is inside baseball because what the rest of America hears is what the legacy media wants to shell out. In other words, that what they're doing in Florida, Ron DeSantis, that's Jim Crow 2.0, right? He doesn't want to. Andrew Mitchell flat out just lied on NBC saying that DeSantis does not want to teach African American history. It's actually against the law in Florida to not teach African American history. It's required as part of the law, but it doesn't stop them from lying about this stuff. So the CRT issue in particular I find interesting, Carrie, just because they get to lie about this so much and say oh it's not there nothing's happening nothing to see here and i think most people just buy it hook line, and sinker
0: you know the last and these radicals are really clever in uh renaming things so you've got crt marxist worldview but they're taught under the innocently sounding guise of ethnic studies of culturally responsive mathematics you know they're adjusting language to cover up truly what's the root of it, which is critical race theory in a Marxist worldview. Um, the same thing's happening, you know, on academics. Kids aren't being held accountable there. We're taking away um, grades based upon the core academic subjects and we're putting in all of this social emotional learning that's rooted in the CRT, in the Marxist. We're asking kids and they're getting credit. They're getting academic points for saying, know, well, how confident do you feel in your mathematic answers that you gave? You know, how do you feel about this? And so we're lowering the bar, inflating grades, truly at a disservice to kids. You know, the best gift we can give children is to provide equal opportunity for all students and ensure high standards, whether it's academic, discipline, respect, because that's going to set the course of their life. Um, But this goal of equity of providing, um, you know, no longer is it equal opportunity, but really forcing these uniform performance outcomes based upon skin color. It's hurting everybody, and we need more people to get informed, to speak up, um, and we need legislators like what's happening in Florida to take a stand. I'm really proud of the work that they're doing there.
1: I am too, and we have some of that same work going on here in Missouri as well with uh, Parents' Bill of Rights and some of the other issues that are very important related to CRT or even the trans issues in schools these days. So I don't know... You know, some people have made the case, and maybe I've even bought into this a little bit in the last year that we've reached peak woke. Every time I think we've reached peak woke, where you have some people that are pushing back appropriately in the um, in the media, the Bill Mars and some of the others that have you know come forward and and taken some time to speak out about some of this, then I then I doubt myself and think okay there's still a big problem here because I don't think this has been exposed enough and to some people when it's exposed they hear words like Marxism and they just write it off right and one of the questions I had for Lance last night is wouldn't it be nice and I don't know the answer to this Kerry what's the requirement for the um, the teaching of communism and the horrors of communism over the last couple hundred years I'd be curious about that type of curriculum wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that curriculum decision, those are all governed at the state level, so you're going to see quite the variety between states. Um, but really, we, we just come back to we've got to teach kids the basics. We've got to teach them how to grow up to be responsible citizens. We need to teach them to have value for their country. And unfortunately, right now, our public schools are teaching students to hate our country and we've got to prepare students in the basics, reading, writing, math, the ability to communicate effectively, to resolve conflict, to think critically. And these side agendas of our public school are doing such a detriment to our children.
1: Yeah. Well, that's because nothing's more important than bringing up an anti-racist. That's the most important thing in America in 2023. Carrie, I appreciate the uh, the attention on this particular topic. Keep us posted, Okay.